0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mikkel Thorpe, and this is the Expat Money Show. Today, what I want to do is give you guys a taste of the presentation we did on Saturday. We did a half-day workshop, and it was absolutely phenomenal. We had hundreds and hundreds of people register for it, and it was so much fun. We went on for, I think, about three hours straight, but I'm not going to play for you all three hours. What I want to play for you today is just my presentation I did at the beginning. It's about 20, 25 minutes, so it's a pretty short presentation. And it's really taking a a very big idea and trying to boil it down as quick and as fast as possible. I could have gone on for several hours about this idea and the work that I'm doing in this, but this is a super condensed version. So it's really talking about the de-dollarization that is happening in the world and what we're going to see with either a new reserve currency or a second reserve currency in the world. What we're going to be talking about is kind of how this is happening, who is participating and really what it is going to be based on. So I hope this is interesting to you guys and it all makes sense. And I know I went very fast through the presentation, but that's the way it works sometimes. Okay, I will let you guys jump right into it. Have a fantastic day. And we've got some cool stuff coming up this month for you. Make sure you subscribe at expatmoney.com to the newsletter. And from there, you're going to hear all of the updates and everything that's going on, expatmoney.com. Okay, let's get into the episode. This is always my favorite part of the webinar, guys. I like seeing like hundreds of people just like file in all at once, just pile in. I think it's so cool. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys can hear me okay. All right, everyone, we're gonna get going in just a couple of minutes. What I wanna do is kind of get things warmed up, let everybody join the room. You know, we got hundreds of <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds of people registered for today's webinar. So there's going to be a lot going on today. I want to know what people's experience is with Brazil. I want to know what your favorite thing is about Brazil. Have you guys been there? Do you like the food, the music, the beef? What do you guys like about Brazil? I love Brazil. So I want to see who's got some experience with Brazil. Astrid says, live there and like the people and the natural... And the language, okay. Yeah, the language is cool for sure. My daughter, when she was there, started picking up Brazilian Portuguese like so easy. Never been, but love the steak houses. Awesome, Mark. Yes, the steak is number one. Robert says, the culture and the landscape. Okay, I think we are good. This is amazing. All right, we have a fantastic presentation ready for you guys today. This is going to be a huge workshop. We're going to be going for the next two or three hours. Well... I am going to let you guys put yourselves on mute for a little bit, and I'm going to jump in. So I assume everybody knows who I am, but my name is Mikkel Thorpe. I'm the CEO, founder of Expat Money. We've been running this consulting firm for seven, going on eight years now. I help people move overseas. We deal with all their immigration and tax and investment opportunities and things like this. So what I want to do today is do a quick presentation and a share screen. This is our agenda today. So introductions are out of the way. This is our first five minutes. The introductions are out of the way. I'm going to be doing a presentation for about 15-20 minutes on why a BRICS country, why I think that BRICS countries are something that we should all be looking at and something that we need to have exposure to as investors. John is going to be coming back on and he's going to be doing the main presentation on how to safely purchase real estate in Brazil. John has an immense amount of experience in international real estate. He'll be on for about 40 minutes. I'm going to be coming back on afterwards, to talk to you guys about an exclusive opportunity. So make sure to stay on for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then we'll take a quick bathroom break and we will go on to the Q&A. So housekeeping, I want you guys to have a pen and paper. All right, there's gonna be lots of stuff that we're going over today. So please make sure to write down your questions, write down things, comments, ideas, brainstorming, things like that as we go through it. We're gonna be moving very fast and we're gonna be covering a lot of different things. Now, if you have a spouse and your spouse is in the other room, go grab them. Bring them over here, sit them down and tell them that they need to watch this because we're going to go through a lot. And what I find is I see this all the time. We'll do a three-hour presentation, and there's so much stuff involved, and you're so excited about it. And then you run off to tell your spouse about it. And it all comes out in mixed mashed, and you can't remember everything. And in five minutes, you're trying to explain three hours of what you learned. So it's better just grab your spouse right now, sit them down and have them watch this presentation. Okay. And then During our Q&A phase at the end, I'm going to go through all the questions, okay? So don't worry about saving your questions until the end. Put them in as we go, and I will get to them all then. Okay, so my presentation is called Why a BRICS Country? And just to be clear, BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. I've had many people who have said, I thought it was South Korea. It's not South Korea. It's South Africa. All right. And I want to show you guys just kind of what's going on in the way that things are working. Right now in the world, we're seeing in real time the de-dollarization of the world. So the, the dollar is the reserve currency. Everything is settled in U.S. dollars. And we've had the petrodollar for a very long time, which has been really fantastic for Americans or countries that transact in US dollars. But what we've seen is around the world that many countries are fleeing the dollar right now. It's the weaponization of the world's reserve currency against Russia that has made a lot of these nations that are dependent on the dollar kind of stand up and wonder like, if they do something that the US doesn't like, will they be next? And we're seeing a lot of countries that are really starting to transact outside of the dollar and settle things outside of the dollar and this is going to be a massive shift around the world so I had my staff go through and just find some headlines and some quotes of things that we're seeing in the world right now. So this is Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is one of the largest English news websites in the Middle East. I used to live over there for eight years. So this would be one of the news broadcasters that we would see a lot. And they're talking about will Russia sanctions dethrone King dollar? A flood of nations is trying to cut dependence on the dollar. And they're fearing the weaponization by the US. Because the thing is, it's one thing to weaponize a currency, but a reserve currency of the world is supposed to be neutral. That is the point of it. It's supposed to be a neutral currency that everybody can settle debts in. Euro news. So this is from the Middle East. This is Euro news. They're talking about the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency is being eroded, with Russia and other BRICS nations signaling their intentions to challenge this power. This is an Australian news outlet. They're talking about Brazil and China ditch the US dollar for trade payments, favoring the Yuan, the RMB, the local currency in China. Brazil has just cut a deal with China to ditch the US dollar when paying each other for trade goods. This is absolutely massive. We're seeing a massive amount of trade that is being settled in other currencies. Will a new BRICS currency replace the U.S. currency for trade? Talk of creating a new currency in an attempt to dump the dollar and push against American hegemony. There's a few more of these to go through. Putin says, we are in favor of using the Chinese yuan for settlements between Russia and countries in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. The dollar is America's superpower. It gives Washington unraveled economic and political muscle. The United States can slap sanctions on countries unilaterally Freezing them out of large parts of the world economy. When Washington spends freely, it can be certain that its debt, usually in the form of T-bills, will be bought up by the rest of the world. Sanctions imposed on Russia for its invasion of Ukraine, combined with Washington's increasing confrontational approach to China, have created a perfect storm in which both Russia and China are accelerating efforts to diversify away from the dollar. Okay. this is The Washington Post, recent in The Washington Post. The Silk Road says the Minister of Economic Affairs and Finance has stated that certain part of exchange in Iran's trade with China has been carried out in RMB. The minister emphasized that the Central Bank of Iran is conducting discussions to expand the use of the Chinese government. If agreements is reached instead of the U.S. dollar and the euro, China's RMB, yuan will be used whenever possible in bilateral trade between Iran and China. We're going to be seeing the BRICS become the BRICS plus. We're going to see Iran, Turkey and Saudi Arabia most likely join the BRICS countries. You can just see how much is going on outside of the U.S. dollars now. BRICS working to develop a new reserve currency. The BRICS countries are working on establishing a new reserve currency to better serve their economic interests. The currency will be based on a basket of currencies of the five-nation bloc. The possibility and prospects of setting up a common single currency based on a basket of currencies of the BRICS countries is being discussed. So that is Silk Road. Will commodity-based currencies supplant the euro dollar, the dollar gaining its status in 1944? That might be coming to an end. Bretton Woods 3.0 with an intriguing thesis that we are witnessing the birth of a new world monetary order around commodity-based currencies. This is important. Pay attention here. Commodity-based currencies in the East that is likely to weaken the euro-dollar system. He calls it a move away from inside money, which is fiat dollars, to outside money, which is gold, bullion, and other commodities and claims that there is no further need for many countries to collect any more paper assets. The weaponization of the dollar by confiscating 650 million dollars of Russian reserves gave many countries reasons to consider moving away from it. Brazil signs agreements worth 62.5 this is in Hei, billion with China and the UAE where I used to live. The dollar dominance would face a threat unlike any other form from the BRICS currencies. Support trading currency. This is the last one I'm going to go through. Supports trading currency for BRICS countries. President Lula is in favor of creating a currency with Russia, India and China and the South Africa, like the Europeans created the euro, saying such a measure could help developing countries depend less on the U.S. dollar. So as you can see, there is a ton going on right now with the de-dollarization. Now, so people understand kind of the scope of what we are talking about as a world superpower block. The BRICS countries have a combined area of 39 million square kilometers. That's over 15 million square miles, or about 26.7% of the world's land surface. An estimated total population of 3.21 billion, Or 41% of the global population. Brazil, Russia, India, and China are among the world's 10 largest countries by population, area, and GDP. These countries are widely considered to be current or emerging superpowers. Combined nominal GDP of 28.06 trillion, which is about 26.6% of the gross world product, and the purchasing parity is around 56.65 trillion which is 32% and 4.46 trillion in combined reserves. So I just wanted to put this in here because I think it's really important for context when we're talking about what the world is and, and kind of when we look at a map and what we're thinking about in scope of of size and population and resources and commodities and things like this. But I guess the question really is so You agree with me here, or maybe you don't, I don't know. If you agree with me here on BRICS countries as being a major player going forward, the the real question is, how do you play this? So, of course, we can look at oils. We can look at oil futures. I've had a lot to do with oil trading in my life. I lived in the Middle East for eight years. I'm a former options trader. I have a ton of experience with these types of things. I mean, it's possible. A lot of these things are manipulated. We're seeing a lot go against now with Saudi Arabia cutting barrels per day, transacting in different things. It's a possibility. Natural gas, well, natural gas is very, very big in Russia. They're the largest supplier of natural gas. You can look at investments like that. Precious metals, all the countries are rich in precious metals. They've all been stockpiling precious metals. I think it's important to have precious metals. I'm a big proponent for precious metals, but that's what, 5% of your portfolio, 10% of your portfolio, maybe. Big problem with precious metals is it's not cash flow producing. You buy it and we're looking for capital appreciation. We're looking for preservation and wealth. It's not going to actually generate any income. So a big fan of precious metals, but I'm not sure if that's the way to play it. Now we got wheat, soy, corn, other types of commodities, stuff commodities. Same with coffee and cocoa. Okay, once again, if you have experience as a futures trader, you can look at these types of things. We do agricultural investments with some of these We're buying 500, 1,000 acres of land. If you've got $5 million, $10 million, we can set you up with a profitable farm. Maybe not that much, maybe not 10, but definitely between the $1 and $5 million just to start to get going on that. The steel, iron, copper, same kind of story. Rare earth metals. China has pretty much the market cornered on rare earth metals, something like 77, 78% of rare earth metals. Kind of hard to participate in that. You can get exposure to china stocks with hong kong but i mean if you don't know what you're doing on that that's difficult and then the other question is well which country okay well let's put brazil aside for a second and deal with the other four and then we'll come back to brazil so with russia obviously there's so many sanctions there in the world right now that doing any business or having any association with russia is extremely difficult and is going to make your life hell. They've really come down like a ton of bricks. Although I am bullish on the Rupal, I don't think that participating in Russia right now is, definitely, is the play. India... Amazing country. Very interesting. There's a lot of corruption there, though. If you don't really have insider information about what's going on, it can be difficult. I have a lot of exposure to India because I lived in the Middle East. We were three hours away. I had a lot of Indian friends. It was very difficult to get anything done or to really understand. It's one of the most foreign places that you will ever go in the world. It's an amazing place, but there's a lot to understand. China I have a lot of exposure to China. My wife is Chinese. We own real estate in China. We've got bank accounts. We even have our clothes in China. We have everything set up in China. But good luck ever breaking into China if you don't have a spouse or a family member that is there. Everything is completely closed off. The only way to get exposure to China is to go through Hong Kong, through Hong Kong companies. And the problem with China, really, or with these Hong Kong companies, is that a lot of the money is actually being washed and put into these companies so that they can remove it from the country because there's capital controls in China. So a lot of these are just shadow companies that don't really exist, that don't really do anything, any of the publicly traded ones. So a lot of fraud going on with this. And then you have South Africa. South Africa, an amazing country, very beautiful Tons of resources, tons of precious metals there, except there's a huge brain drain on the country. People have been fleeing South Africa for well over 25 years now, 20, 25 years, and they've been moving to other countries in the world. So although there might be a doctor or a dentist who decides they're going to stay there for the rest of their life, their kids have all gone to university in the UK or Scotland or Holland or Australia or somewhere else. They've all moved out. So there's this massive brain drain in South Africa. So I'm pretty worried about South Africa's future. And then we got Brazil. Okay. Brazil is an interesting one. And John's going to be talking to us a lot more about Brazil specifically. But I think that Brazil is really the only country that you're able to play out of this. First of all, it's in a similar time zone. It's easy to go to, easy to access. There's lots of English spoken on the streets. It is good to learn Portuguese, absolutely. I'm not saying that English is going to get you everywhere there. But while we were living there, we got along just fine. My wife and I lived in Brazil for six months a couple of years ago and really enjoyed our experience. Learning Portuguese is quite simple. The culture is very similar. And they have everything that the other countries have. They have massive amounts of agricultural products. They have massive amounts of oil and gas. They have lots of natural resources there. And what I believe is going to be happening is we're going to see a de-dollarization and the new reserve currency will be a commodity-based currency. So what am I doing? What am I doing with all of this information? Well, I am systematically moving money out of traditional financial assets and putting it into productive cash flow producing foreign real estate i'm finding places that pay out in local currency and so the hi is right now is at the bottom we're seeing the currency has gone down a lot, but I think we're going to see a massive move back into this over the next while. And what I want to do is have cash flow producing assets there that are going to give me money in that currency. So I'm not worrying about currency conversions or going back and forth. I want to be paid out in different currencies that I think are going to work. I'm purchasing real estate outside of my own name. I'm putting it in structures, LLCs, IBCs, trust foundations, anything outside of your own name, okay? So that it's very difficult to get to. We want to make sure that the real estate that you own is with a title deed, the strongest way that you can own real estate, okay? You don't want leasehold or anything like this. You want to have the title deed, okay? I'm looking at foreign countries that are food, water, and energy independent, which Brazil is, okay? And I'm betting on large global trends, which is what I've just tried to cover for you in... 20 minutes. I did probably a two-hour presentation, what I would normally talk about in 20 minutes. So this is the massively condensed version. But I can go on for hours about the global trends and what we're seeing happening in the world right now. And on the back end, I'm securing additional residencies and citizenships for myself and for my clients. I think that this is the formula that we're going to be able to use to not just survive, but thrive over the next decade. So foreign real estate paying out in in local currencies outside of your own name, food, water, and energy independent, large global trends, and second residencies and citizenships so you can live in the country. So that is my absolutely whirlwind presentation. (laughs) My whirlwind presentation on what I am doing here. And I'm going to hand over the floor To my colleague, John, here to pick up and to discuss specifically Brazil and the real estate aspect of this. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe travels.